This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got my man, Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together on the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80. And always, 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 always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. I'm not going to ask Harry how he's doing. I got a pretty good idea. Because both of us were part of earlier shows today on the good side and the bad side. Now, the good side for me, Chris Canty is a fan from ECM, meaning unsportsmanlike with him, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman, Harry. He is not a fan of the generic Happy Thanksgiving. So, I, hey, I, I'm going to look out for my brother. Chris Canty, <laughs> I'm going to shout to you out. Say, hey, happy Thanksgiving to you too, my brother. And they gave the show some love. Same man, Freddie and Harry, they do their thing each and every afternoon. So that was good. That Chris Canty was not a fan of generic. He didn't get the generic from me and you. We gave him some love. He felt better. Evan felt better. Michelle felt better. So that's the good. Now for the bad, which Uh-oh. is which is sort of good. Harry Douglas yesterday facing these accusations, these rumors out there that he would be the most likely out of the ESPN radio family to be a thief, a criminal, crazy dealer. Unbelievable. So, so today you had a chance to clap back, and that show was It was Greeny. Uh-huh. And Evan Cohen and Himbo was hosting Greeny today and I had an opportunity to go on there and just explain some things to those guys. I uh-huh. said, the, the producers, I said, well, out of everyone, who looks out for y'all and check on y'all? Right. Exactly. You, it's you. You, 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 you Harry. Yes. Uh, you know, and, and I just kept going down the line. I said, but what would make y'all think someone who played 10 years in the National Football League that I would have to steal and be a thief? Thank you. Thank you. My point exactly. And then they said, okay, you know what? Uh-huh. Maybe it was Chris Canty. And I said, another wow. black man? Wow. You talk about tone death. Especially that one who's a lot bigger than me and you. Yeah. <laughs> and then they tell me some, okay, well, we'll throw Freddie in the mix. Whoa, oh, whoa, I see you. Wait, y'all three wait, for three? Wait, wait a minute. I know they didn't throw my name in their mouth. Yes, they did. What? Yes, they did, Freddie. Some family. Yes, they did. Some dysfunctional family we're a part I of. Couldn't, I couldn't believe them. <laughs> I, and, I, and I told them how upset Mama Douglas was. Yeah, now that's the most said, important thing. I said, Mama Douglas wasn't too happy about what y'all said now. What did they say you know, to that? Because, you know, Mama Douglas took that as y- y'all are assassinating how she raised me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So Mama Douglas ain't like that. It'd be great if your mother was, like, actually with you up here and she hey, just comes strolling in the door. My mom is the sweetest soul, but... My mama from Liberty City now down in Miami. If if it's time to get right, mama gonna get right. <laughs> Don't let it fool you. Mama D, mama D gonna get right now. She's gonna go from Mrs. Duggar to Mrs. Get Right. Mama B-box your ass in a heartbeat. Mama not gonna play with you. Yeah, so. and, then, and then when she done, she gonna pray over you. Oh, man. I haven't now, heard that term in so long. This year, pray over you too. Yeah, I haven't heard that term in so and t- long. And tell you, it all getting getting understanding. <laughs> Spare the rod, spoil the show. <laughs> you better believe it. <laughs> oh my goodness, the show hasn't even barely gotten started yet. We're always starting with everybody. By the way, from us to everybody out there, happy Thanksgiving. Please be safe this weekend. It's going to be about football. Fun and food and fun and food and football. So happy Thanksgiving to each and everybody out there. And be a part of our Thanksgiving. Join us in the Freddie and Harry Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season or Mrs. Douglas making sure everybody gets right without the delicious taste of nice cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. We make sure you always get right because we're always about this. The main thing, the main thing. 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 
the main thing with Freddie and Harry. We're calling this weekend, Who Are You Weekend in the National Football League? And it gets started tomorrow. All three games, all involving NFC opponents. Packers at the Detroit Lions, 1230 on Fox. Commanders at the Cowboys, 430 on CBS. 49ers at the Seahawks, 820 on NBC. For my money, Harry, the reason I'm calling Who Are You this weekend in the National Football League, especially starting tomorrow, each game features a contender. I can't wait to find out what we're going to learn. For example, the Detroit Lions. For a lot of people, they still don't know this team. National platform, they're 8-2. They're the first time they've been like this since 1962. I've circled that team in terms of who are you this week in the NFL because a lot of people may know the record, but they may not know how good the Detroit Lions are in the NFC. Yeah, and I'll say this. They have an opportunity right now. They've won three games in a row, and if they beat the Green Bay Packers tomorrow, I believe that game starts at 1230, it'll be four in a row. And then that's, that'll be four in a row before they go down and play the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. Now, the reason why that game at New Orleans is so special is because you look at the head coach, Dan Campbell. Well, he coached there. You look at the defensive coordinator and Aaron Glenn. Well, he coached in New Orleans as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure that those two guys are going to have their players locked in and ready to go tomorrow right. because they don't want to jump ahead to the New Orleans game. And that's a game I'm, I'm me and Steve Levy, we're going to be able to do that one on ESPN Radio. But I think the Green Bay, excuse me, the Detroit Lions have a prime opportunity right now no doubt. to get another victory to go to 9-2, and two, correct? Because they're 8-2 and two right now. They're 8-2. and two to, If they yep, win, they'll to, be 9-2. and two. Yes. To go to 9-2. and two. And when you look at the number one seed in the NFC and you look at how long this team uh, it has been since this team made the playoffs, they can really do something special with, with how their schedule is set up. So don't let the Green Bay Packers come into Detroit and beat you, mm-hmm. and then next thing you know, mm-hmm. you're not where you want to be at the end of the season. That is spot on by you because after you mentioned, they got the Saints, the Bears, Broncos, Vikings, Cowboys, and Vikings. So the last, really the last four games, Broncos on the come up, the Vikings, even the backup quarterback, they're going to fight you for 60 minutes. They got them twice, and they're not the Dallas Cowboys. So, yeah, we're going to get an idea in terms of being the hunted when it comes to the Detroit Lions right now, and for a lot of people having a chance to watch and not laughing out loud because the Lions are playing the early game when it comes to Thanksgiving Day. That's why a lot of people want to find, okay, who are these Detroit Lions? As far as Marcus Spears, ESPN NFL analyst is concerned, he has a pretty good idea who the Lions are when it comes to being a contender in the NFC. Ultimately, when we start talking about playoff team, and let's explain to the audience what's happening now, Dio. We yeah. in week 12. We nitpick now. Yeah. It's details. Yeah. It, the details is how you win a championship. It ain't the fact that you can go score and you can do all of this stuff. This now season comes down to when we start talking about teams like Detroit, what are your deficiencies and can you get better at them as the season goes along? And to your point, which was so great about you bringing up San Francisco, they make you play 53 in the third of the field. And if you all don't have production from your defensive line, you have no chance at beating this team or getting them out of rhythm. It's amazing how similar the 49ers and the Lions are, based on what Marcus Spirit said. You said this more than a minute. They are very, very strong up the middle in terms of stopping your running game and making sure they can run the football. The 49ers are better at it than the Detroit Lions, but the Lions are not too shabby at it. But that's where the Cowboys come in as well because they have not run the ball consistently like Mike McCarthy wanted, and they put the ball in the more hands of Dak Prescott, which they should have done anyway. But that's the one thing I want to find with the Cowboys. And part of who are you weakening in the NFL? Who are you that can actually stop a running game? Because I know if I'm Washington, I'm going to run the football because that team is good as they are defensively to get a lead, Harry. 
they'll light in the britches when it comes to stopping a run when it comes to the Dallas front four. And I'll be honest, I'm nervous for the Washington Commanders because what I've witnessed from this football team all the way up until this point is that they're pass happy. They're one dimensional. Absolutely. And And I don't understand it. I don't get it. Because Brian Robinson Jr. is such a, ph- a phenomenal running back, in my opinion. And when he rushes the football, you they get positive yardage. There's mm-hmm. a reason why Sam Howell is the most sacked quarterback in the National Football League right now. That's because, you know, they're throwing the football left and right. I, when I was watching that uh, Seahawks versus Commanders game, I was begging Eric B. and me to run the football. Please run it. Mm-hmm. You have the running back to do it. Please mm-hmm. help me. Please, please do it. <laughs> so why is he not doing it in your opinion? Why do you I, think I, so? I, I think it is also a case of, okay, you have Sam Howe at the quarterback position. Let's 1,000% see what he, what he has. Okay. Which I, I understand to a certain degree. Because I believe, like in a game like the Dallas Cowboys, you think you could be one-dimensional if you want to. Well, we hope Sam Howell finishes the game if that's the approach that they're going to have tomorrow when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, that's why I call it Who Are You This Weekend in the NFL because I got a pretty good idea about the Cowboys, but we'll see. You're right about Washington because Sam Howell's playing for the future of the two guys. The one you just mentioned, Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator, and Ron Rivera, the head coach. Because many people believe those two guys will not be around in 2024, even though Sam Howell is going to be around in 2024. And when it comes to Seattle, six and four, I still don't know who they are. I know who the 49ers are. I know the 49ers, those bloodthirsty pirates, want to go into Seattle and knock them around because those two organizations still can't stand each other. But they're a six and four team. I look at them and say, okay, Seattle, who the hell are you? And why should I take you seriously at a six and four team in the NFC? And we know what Bobby Wagner is coming back to the Seattle Seahawks, playing phenomenal football. Bouye Mafe is a guy yeah. that I thought has really stepped up this season, went seven games in a row with the sack, which was which is now a Seattle Seahawks record in their organization. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the offensive side of the ball and you see this team lost two games to the Los Angeles Rams, yep. and I think sometimes they get so stuck offensively trying to big game hunt instead of just taking what the defense gives them. That's a good point. And – when you look at Seattle right now at this moment, this is a scary stretch for the Seattle Seahawks because they're 6-4 and four right now. But, Freddie, they play the 49ers, the Cowboys, the 49ers, the Eagles, and that's four weeks. Wow. So they can be 6-8 and eight yeah. with, within the next four weeks yeah. and not sitting in a spot to where, where, they, where they think is good. Yeah, Seattle right now is Thanksgiving. It could be Halloween based on the next four games involving that football Spooky. team. Yeah, the, the boogeyman is out there for the Seattle Seahawks is known as that schedule. Meanwhile... On the phone at triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Oh, it's good to hear from Kelly in Illinois. Miss Kelly, what you got, my friend? Well, let me just tell you, I cannot let my three boys and my husband know that you are my two favorite men. Okay, <laughs> I love you guys. I look forward to two o'clock, and I am born and raised in Wisconsin, so I bleed green and gold, baby. I love that. Kelly, Ke- much Kelly, love back to you, by Kelly, the way. Kelly, we, we're not, we not going to tell nobody. We're going to keep it between us, okay? Yeah, because – But, but yeah. we appreciate the love. Ke- Kelly loves us, Freddie. She loves us. And we love Kelly back, but at the same time, we want to keep three people safe. Kelly, Freddie, and Harry. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> we want to make sure that yeah, all three right, of right us that. are saying safe, saying safe. So, believe me, her secret is going to be safe with us. Kelly, thank you so much for that. Thank everybody out there for the love you've shown on the show. We are very, very thankful that you give – a a portion of your time each and every day when you tune in to Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. You can save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. All you have to do is visit Progressive.com. So we bring in Devin Kane, one of our producers here. We're going to do a little, since it's Thanksgiving Day, 
whether you're traveling to go somewhere, we want you to be safe. If you're at home getting everything together, we want you to be safe in the kitchen. We're going to do a little kids' table, grown table, NFC edition. Who are the teams among the NFC playoff contenders that are over there, sitting there, they got their feet in their knees because the chair is too small? And who are the other ones that are nice and laid back, Harry? They got their feet out. They're digging their toes in the carpet because they know what dinner is going to look like because that's what happened at the grown folks' table. So, Devin Kane, you give us the teams, and we'll let you know who's at the kids' table and who's at the grown folks' table, part of Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. I think, you know, I think, guys, maybe we can go through these teams, the first couple, and I think we, we might know where they're at. So okay. let me just rapid fire. Yeah. Eagles, Lions, 49ers, Cowboys, are they all at the grown table? Yes, I put them all at the grown table. The Cowboys could almost be at the kids' table. Ooh. Explain yourself. Almost, here's why, because we're still waiting for this team to do it in the playoffs. And I love what Dak Prescott's been able to do. He is not only playing like a confident quarterback, he's sounding like a confident quarterback. The way that I feel, the confidence that I have in this group myself, zone, I guess you can call it, whatever it is. Talked about it over and over, the coaches, just the chemistry of this team. Yeah, by far the best I've, I've ever felt. And it's not just me, it's, it's, it's a lot of the things around me that ultimately, uh, being a leader, a lot of times you're trying to control those things, you're trying to make sure things around you are... Uh, are good, taking up in, in places, this, this, and that, and that, that's the, the minimal of my job right now is handling things outside of my job, which obviously makes it easier for me. I'll put the Eagles and 49ers at the grown folks' table. I'll put the Lions and the Cowboys at the kids' table. Ooh. The Lions have never had a record like this this late in the season since 1962. We talked about them coming into this season, but it's one thing to be that team on the come-up, but now you've arrived, technically speaking, by Detroit. How can you handle that being the hunted? Last week, they almost lost a game they should not have lost. So I want to see if they can continue that. So Eagles, 49ers, grown folks table. I'll put the Lions and the Cowboys looking at the grown folks table, but I think Harry and Devin, they're at the kids' table right now. Okay, I respect that. I respect that. I respect that. Who we got next, Dev? All right, next up, we got the Seattle Seahawks sitting oh. at 6-4. and four. Now, let me just read off their next couple games, okay? Obviously, they're playing tomorrow against the 49ers. Then they play the Cowboys – Oh. Then they play the 49ers again. Mm. Hot tamale. And then they play the Eagles. So they are sitting at 6-4. and four. Kids table, grown's table. Oh, no, no. Give them their bib. Give them their kid's spoon. <laughs> and make sure they're in their hot chair. Because right now, they're at the kid's table. They're not even at the kid's table. They're in the hot chair. They're in the hot chair. I've made up something else. It's a third one. It's a hot chair. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. You see how the Seahawks are in the hot chair right now. <laughs> Is there any room in the living room for another place? You, the, the tables are taking up the space. No, I mean, you just slide the hot chair right on in there. I mean, in I, Harry's house. I, I like the fact you have location. <laughs> I like the fact that Harry has location awareness that he can find room for a high chair <laughs> for the Seattle Speaking of kids, my kids were awful today, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not taking them to Walmart or Target. They got on my last damn nerves today. They, they not gonna be bad the day before Thanksgiving. Think Papa D gonna take them somewhere? Nope. So it, back, so it begs the question, so they won't be at the kids, they won't be at the grown folks table, are they going to be at the kids table in high chairs in the Harry Douglas household? I'll tell you, the way my kids were today, I'm putting them in the damn basement. Wow. They going to the basement. What? And for me to say that, y'all know wow. how much I love my kids and their daddy's kids. How bad were they? They, they were awful, man. I just told my wife she going to get her hair done. Uh-huh. I told her to please take my daughter with her. Please. <laughs> I begged her to take my daughter. Did she? Yes. I said, don't leave her here. Please take her. I begged her to take her. Now, normally in that situation like that, your wife would put you at the kids' table. 
Yeah, I know. Yeah. So those kids must have been really getting on your last nerve. They got me today. Yes, they they got me today, Freddie. It is who's at the kids' table, who's at the grown folks' table, NFC edition here on Freddie and Harry with assistance from Devin Kane on ESPN Radio. We've gone through the Eagles, the Lions, the 49ers, the Cowboys, and the Seahawks. Devin, who's next? Let's go with the 6-5 and five Vikings led by Joshua Dobbs. Kids' table, grown table, Freddie. The job that Kevin O'Connell has done as a head coach is definitely the grown folks' table, but I'm going to put them in the kids' table. Although that's a team you may not want to deal with if you're trying to win a game down the stretch. I'm still trying to figure out what kind of brain Joshua Dobbs has that he's been able to pick up an NFL offense in two weeks. The Minnesota Vikings offense, it's not like go here, go. No, it's intricate. It's complex. It's complicated. That's right. He's learned to be an, an astronaut. He can handle an NFL offense. They're the kids' table, but not yeah, far away. I'm going to go to kids' table as well, but this is a team I would be nervous of playing because of Joshua Dobbs and his elusiveness. Also, the job that Brian Flores is doing as the defensive coordinator, we're talking about a team last year that was last in just about everything from a defensive uh, perspective, but Daniil Hunter sacking the quarterback. You have Harrison Smith still as well. Mm-hmm. You look at their schedule, they have the Bears, the Raiders, and the Bengals, the, their next three games. This team has an opportunity to make the playoffs. So they're at the kids' table, though. They're at the kids' table. All right, next up, we have Harry's favorite team besides <laughs> oh boy. the Falcons, the Saints sitting <laughs> oh, at 5-5. Five and five. Oh boy. Harry, let me uh, – <laughs> I don't know what you're going to say. Kids' table, grown table. <laughs> Uh-oh. So you know what? I'm going to be very, very professional because I am calling this team's game next week. Okay. Uh, I have them at the kids' table. When you look at the New Orleans Saints, they're a team on paper. They have one of the better rosters in the National Football League. Mm -hmm. But I think they've played down to their competition, I think, entirely too many times. They've had losses against Green Bay. They got blew out by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They lost to the Houston Texans. They lost to the Jaguars. They, They lost to the Minnesota Vikings recently. Uh, before their bye week. So I have them at the kids' table with their sippy cup because that's the way they've been playing. Yeah, I don't have them at the kids' table. I don't have them at the grown folks' table. I don't have them at the high chair. I have them to sitting at the patio table outside (laughs) based on what you just said because, Harry, you're exactly right. The kind of roster that they have, that team should not be 5-5. and They're at the Freddie Coleman let-me-down table. When it comes to the Saints. Because I said, man, they got the quarterback they needed with Derek Carr. You know he wants to show the Raiders that they made the wrong decision letting him go. We know they can do on defense. They're going to get Alvin Kamara back. They got guys in the outside led by Chris Olave. That offensive line is supposed to be really, really good. And this team is barely a game better than the Packers, Rams, your Falcons, and the Buccaneers. They're not at the grown folks' table. They're not at the kids' table. They're not in the high chair. They're at the Casa de Coleman let me down table. When it comes to New Orleans Saints. It's, it's hot out there, too. Ain't no air condition out there. The humidity oh, is getting them. Ooh, no, they sweating while they eating. No, at Casa de Coleman, it's in the Northeast. They're freezing while trying to eat. <laughs> they thought the cranberry sauce was cold. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. That patio is a lot colder than that cranberry sauce that they're eating because that's where the New Orleans Saints belong. So they're freezing like a popsicle out there while they're trying to eat. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Lord. <laughs> Lord, have, have mercy. Pause. <laughs> He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together and Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. And in college football, Ohio State may wind up in the college football playoff no matter what happens versus Michigan on Saturday. 
We'll explain that after Harry gives this to you from Farm Fresh Christmas Trees. Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, get real and keep it real this holiday season by buying real Christmas trees. Did you know that buying real Christmas trees helps save American Christmas tree farming industry? For every 10 Christmas trees planted, an acre of land is saved. And so are American farmers' jobs. Plus, buying real Christmas trees help keeps real holiday memories alive while helping our environment. Buy real Christmas trees this holiday season at Lowe's or wherever Christmas trees are sold. Get more information online at GetRealKeepItReal.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. It's the Freddie and Harry Wednesday Groovathon. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Here are the top four according to the Coswell Playoff Rankings as of last night. Georgia, numero uno. Ohio State, number two. Michigan, number three. By the way, those two teams, Ohio State and Michigan, meet this Saturday. Noon Eastern time college game. They'll be there at 9 o'clock. Then Washington, number four. They were able to jump over Florida State at number five. Boo Corrigan, who is this committee chair for the Coswell Playoff Selection Committee, when he talked to Ian Fitzsimmons of ESPN Radio, he explained why the committee decided that Washington should be number four and not stay behind Florida State at number five. Well, I mean, it was all about Washington. It was nothing but, you know, it wasn't like Florida State did anything wrong, right? You know, and that's the thing. We don't make these decisions based strictly on one team. It's around, you know, the people that are around them and where they are. And, you know, a good win, a really good win by Washington at Reeser Stadium, you know, against an Oregon State team that's averaging 36 points a game. You know, they scored 20. You know, as we looked at the defense um, from Washington, you know, particularly earlier in the year in the game with Arizona State, the game with Stanford, you know, I think the committee uh, wanted to see a little bit more. I know they did. Um, and they've delivered week over week. They're 11-0 and uh, with some really good wins, and, and uh, therefore they moved to number four. How are your thoughts on what Boo Corrigan had to say about why Washington is at number four and Florida State's at number five? No, I, I agree with Washington being at number four. Not, not only did this team win all of his games up until this point, the magnitude that they were able to do it, the weather a factor, the win, and their past first football team, I thought their defense also, when their defense needed to step up and make plays, mm-hmm. they did, right? They have wins over number six, Oregon. They have a win over number 15, Arizona, number 16, Arizona State mm-hmm. as well. So I, I think Washington being in that spot is the is the correct thing to do. And I think moving forward, 
everything will will solve itself, will, will play itself out. It usually does, right. Like, because mm-hmm. if, let's just say, hypothetically, if Oregon makes the Pac-12 championship game, mm-hmm. well, that's another game versus a top-10 opponent that Washington will be playing. Not saying they're going to win it, but it's just another opportunity. Yeah. Now, the Pac-12 gets sneaky, though, Freddie. Okay. Because if Oregon loses to Oregon State. That's a possibility. Then in Arizona beats Arizona State, then Arizona goes to the Pac-12 championship game. And I'll be honest to tell you, Arizona has surprised a lot of people this season. You know, Washington only beat them by seven points back in, I believe it was October. It was late September, early October. So some funky things can happen when it comes to the Pac-12 down the stretch. Yeah, the best thing what you said is that usually things shake itself out no matter how funky things can get. And that's, that's why I go back to Ohio State at number two and Michigan at number three. It can really get funky from this standpoint. Let's say Michigan, they wind up winning that game. It's an instant classic. Game goes down in the fourth quarter. Michigan kicks a late game winning field goal. They win this game 35-32, 35-33. What is the committee going to do with Ohio State? Because the committee has told us that team is not one of the four best teams in the country. That team is one of the two best teams in the country. Because Ohio State was number one in the initial rankings the first couple of weeks before Georgia was able to vault and stay there for the last couple of weeks. What if Michigan's able to beat Ohio State for the third straight year? Although at that point, if you're an Ohio State fan, you probably want Ryan Day to be run out of town. You can't now lose three in a row to Michigan. But if Michigan beats them in instant classic, are they going to move Ohio State out of the top four, even though they have one loss? When they told us, we believe that team, if they're not one of the four best teams in the country, they're one of the two best teams in the country at Ohio State. So here's where it gets tricky because we know that the committee values conference championships. Yes, they do. And in order for, I think, the Big Ten to get two teams in, they would need this to happen. They would need Texas mm-hmm. to have a second loss or someone else win the Big 12 championship, mm-hmm. right? On top of, I believe they would need some help within the Pac-12 and also for UGA to go ahead and beat Georgia. Absolutely. I mean, beat, beat, Alabama, beat Alabama. Alabama. Yes, they, they can't afford to have them slip up. Yeah. And then also I would say when it comes to Florida State and the ACC, I can't take a one-loss Big Ten team if Florida State is undefeated coming out of the ACC. I, I, and I understand they lost their quarterback. Right. But if, you know, Tate Roadmaker can go against Florida – and have a phenomenal outing. If he can go against the Louisville Cardinals in the ACC championship game and that win looks convincing, I don't know how if you're a committee, a team that has ran the table and and, and remains undefeated, Mm -hmm. how can you leave them out and decide that you want to put a one-loss Big Ten team in in the college football playoffs? It's funny you mention that. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together, and Freddie and Harry in ESPN Radio because Boo Corrigan, who is, like I mentioned, the committee chair of the college football playoff selection committee, he even said the injury to Jordan Travis had no effect on why Washington moved up and Florida State moved down. This was about Washington. It wasn't about how bad does everyone feel for Jordan Travis right now, right? Uh, heck of a career, you know, heck of a season this year. You know, we're focusing on teams and those things, but there was Heisman conversation around him. But Rodemaker came in, he scored 58 straight points after being down 13 to nothing. And, you know, they, I think I said earlier, they got a bunch of dudes on the field. Right. I mean, there's more than one guy they on the do. field and they, you know, really good team offensively, defensively flying around, you know, giving up 17 points a game uh, on defense and scoring over 40. So, you know, heck of a team and, you know, deserving of the number five ranking. So I'm glad he put that out there because anytime you have people voting, having an opinion 
especially come to the Coswell playoff, that I don't know if these problems are going to be solved next year, Harry, when they have 12 teams and not just four. Boo Corrigan did and said the right thing by saying, look, we got to focus on what's in front of us and not who's in front of us on the football field. We can't say outwardly, at least outwardly, that, hey, Florida State, we know they're not going to be the same team with Jordan Travis without him. We know that if they win the ACC championship, their chance of beating other people are going to be limited because Jordan Travis is not there. But you cannot allow that to affect your thinking and process things out when you still don't know exactly what's going to happen now that Tate Redeker is the starting quarterback for Florida State and Jordan Travis is out. He did that and said the right thing. I think that's one of the tricky things when you look at Texas as well, right? Because Mm -hmm. their most consistent player this season has been Jonathan Brooks at the running back position. He tore his ACL. He's no longer playing, right? right? So that's something that the committee, I thought, would look at. But Boo Corgan came out and said that's not what they look at. You look at the resume, the body of work, and Mm -hmm. what they've been able to do, not who's actually out there on the field in front of you. And, And when I piggyback off of what you said about Florida State or what he said about Florida State, you have a Trey Benson, you have a Keon Coleman, a Johnny Wilson, a Jaheim Bell, that's a transfer. So, yes, you have a backup quarterback, but you have so many NFL prospects across the board, offensively and defensively for Florida State, they should still be able to hold their own. They should be, but we shall see, especially rivalry game on the road to Florida, AC championship game against your Louisville Cardinals, but the game we got circled. Michigan number three, Ohio State number two, can't stand each other. Everybody's going to be looking at this game. I can't even imagine what that stadium is going to sound like because we know the Michigan fight song. Hail to the victors, valiant. Hail to the conquering heroes. Hail, hail to Michigan, the leaders and the best. Hail to the victors, valiant. Hail to the conquering heroes. Hail, hail to Michigan, the champion of the West. Now, hey. now on the other side, if Ohio State could change the lyrics, Uh-oh. they would probably sound like this. One, two, three, four. Hail to those cheating. You know what's hail to those <laughs> sign stealers. Hail, hail to Michigan. Cheating to be the best. Hail to why would they do that? Hail to their coach who talks back. Hail, hail to Michigan. But Ohio State is still the best. You hey. know if they could change those lyrics. That's what it would sound like in Ohio State for the Michigan fight song. Freddie, the best robbery in college football. And I am ecstatic that we're doing college game day from the big house. And I'm amazed that I'm going to be in the building. And I'm it's going to be cold. I don't care anything about how cold it's going to be. Have you ever been there before? Yeah, so two years ago we did game day from there, and it was snowing, freezing uh-huh. cold. It was epic. You talk about yeah. that was the greatest college game day experience. Uh-huh. And two, we went to James Madison. James Madison, they showed week. out. I, I, I mean, I'm not a, a I'm, I'm not an anti fan when it comes to Appalachian State. They really ruined that fairy tale because yes, they James did. Madison, they showed out. They were there for college game day. The fans were in the building, undefeated team. It was a great storyline until the dragon slayed the prince and took the princess away known as Appalachian State. 26,000 people showed up for college game day. Freddie, when we got there Mm -hmm. about five-something in the morning time, I looked at my producer, Kenny, and I said, Kenny, why does it feel like it's 3 p.m. in the afternoon? People just walking around having a glorious time, you know, boozed up, drinking some of that liquor. Uh Uh-huh. 
They was having a hell of a time. And it was just, I was just amazed because I said to myself, this is college football. This is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Being able to go to a school that don't normally get game day and they're showing up and showing out. And, and they was ready for any and everything that we presented to them, too. Yeah. I went crowd surfing, Freddie. Uh, yeah. Damn it, I went crowd surfing. I saw the Call, video. I, I caught a couple fingers. I caught a couple fingers, people. And I was like, I I know, I know. (laughs) Hey, yo! I caught a couple fingers. (laughs) I know. You caught a case, huh? I was like, oh, but, but, you know, you're still mic'd up, so you can't say exactly what you want to say because you're still mic'd up and they can hear you on the broadcast. Thank God for small favors. I know. Literally and figuratively, as far as that goes. He is Harry Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry. Getting back to the NFL, we're getting a lot of attention from you about. Who are you this weekend in the NFL? Give us a team or a player or coach, and you say, hey, I want to find out who they are. For example, Mr. Undesirable Picks and Opinion says, good day, and he says he agrees with us. He believes the Cowboys and Lions should be at the – they want to be at the grown folk table, but they're not. He says they're young teenagers. see the grown folk table, and they want to be there. But he said, Harry, oh, my God, the high chair for Seattle. Oh, my God, you had him laughing out loud. <laughs> and he said, happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there and safe travel. So on this Who Are You weekend – we think we know, but we don't know. Give us a team, player, or coach at 888-729-3776 and let us know who you want to find out who exactly are they part of this weekend in the National Football League. We'll get to your calls next. I'm Freddie and Harry, and this is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Hail to the conquering heroes. Hey. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. On this Groovathon Wednesday, known as Freddie and Harry, he's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Sirius X and Channel 80. And I always tell you, smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Who do you need to find out about this weekend in the NFL? Three games starting tomorrow. Packers and Lions, Commanders and Cowboys, 49ers and Seahawks. On Friday, Dolphins and Jets. And here are the main games on Sundays. Jaguars and Texans, Browns and Broncos. And also Bills at Eagles. By the way, Harry does be part of the coverage in ESPN Radio for Browns at the Broncos at 4 o'clock Eastern time. We're calling it Who Are You Weekend in the NFL. Who do you need to find out about this weekend in the NFL? Well, take a list of what you have to say at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Ed, in the great state of Michigan, my friend, what do you have? Hey, guys. Real quick, um, Miami. Miami Miami needs to show me something. I know I know the Jets are you know below 500 team, and Miami hasn't beat a 500 team. But they need to go out and they need to dominate that game and show they can score against against a very good defense. And one other thing, uh, Trevor Lawrence needs to show off this weekend too because I think he had his one season at that opportunity for his division because I think better coach in Texas, better quarterback. I think, I think Jacksonville's lost that division already. Yeah, I start with the Miami Dolphins. I think this is also a game on Friday which starts at 3 p.m. on Prime Video that, you know, the Dolphins need to come out and just – have a hell of a showing. Absolutely. Right. Show the NFL. Show everyone watching. Everyone's going to be tuned into that matchup. Show them that they're for real. Right. And I understand that it's not against a, a, an opponent that's above 500. But we also know what that Jets defense can do when they're playing their best football. And I just think at this moment, November football, it's time to fine tune things. And I want to see that offense be able to go up and down the football field. I want to see Tyreek Hill. Can he be able to have a hell of a showing? Also, Jalen Waddle, he needs to start getting Absolutely. things together a little 
little bit more. Absolutely. Right? This is a guy who, you know, was top 10 in receiving yards a year ago along with Tyreek Hill. I think they got to get the Jalen Waddle train going because right now it's all Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill. And we know that run game, what it's been able to do this season as well. But I think you had got to have that secondary guy outside of Tyreek Hill that can mm. show up and show out now. Trevor yeah. Lawrence, yeah. He, you lost once. Yeah, he's definitely part of who are you this weekend. Yes. You, you lost once to C.J. Stroud and company already. This football game, I think, has major implications on who's going to win the AFC South moving forward. Can Trevor Lawrence, can you outplay C.J. Stroud? Because C.J. Stroud's playing at an unbelievable level right now. I'm going to say the Dolphins and Jets. If you're the Dolphins, you got to automatically assume that the New York Jets will get a shot in the arm because you know who's not playing quarterback anymore. When it comes to Zach Wilson, we've seen this team the last couple of years when he has not been under center. They feel so much better. The turkey doesn't put them to sleep. The cranberry sauce is not sour. The stuffing is not watery. Believe me, they're going to go out there and they're going to be ready for bear because you know who is no longer the starting quarterback when it comes to Zach Wilson, the New York Jets. If you're the Dolphins, to let people know who you are, we'll find out if you allow that team to believe they can win that football game in their building at MetLife Stadium where everybody's going to feel better that Zach Wilson is no longer the starting quarterback when it comes to the New York Jets. Donovan on this, who are you this weekend in the NFL? Who you got, my friend? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, with me being a Raiders fan, with Josh Jacobs basically in the top five rushing, the uh, Hunter Renfro and Devontae Adams, with Kobe Mars showing up, and my defense playing like that against a Super Bowl contender, I need to know about, you know what I'm saying, I, I hope we're going to make the playoffs, but are we at the AFC table with the grown-ups talking trash, or we just have the table with the grown-ups just, just being quiet, just happy to be there, man. What we doing, man? Because AP, AP got his, you know what I'm he got his right, man. What we doing, man? 11 now, and 6, now, man. Now, now, Donovan, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but y'all not at the table at all, boss. Uh-oh. Put it this way, at least at the little kids' table. They were nowhere yeah. near that. Yeah. It, 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 when you look at this football team, they were able to win two games, and I'm not going to discredit anything because winning in the National Football League is hard as hell. They mm-hmm. beat the New York Giants and they beat the New York Jets. Both of those teams can barely score to save their lives. Now, they played a tough <laughs> one down at Miami versus the Miami Dolphins, but yeah. you want to figure out how to win that game. You have Kansas City coming up next. You have Kansas City and Miami, and I'm not going to sleep on the Los Angeles Chargers game because they're fighting for their lives right now. They're holding on by a shoestring, so every game for them really matters. So right now, I, I'm not looking at the Las, Las Vegas Raiders as a team that's sitting at a table. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the Las Raiders as a team that trying to find their way versus quality opponents right. moving forward with Antonio Pierce at yeah. this moment. Yeah, they look like grown-ups more now. I'll say that with the Las Vegas Raiders because they actually but they're not at the, the but they're not at the table though. No, 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 they're not at the table. You know, they're on the outside hoping for a yep. plate, <laughs> hoping, hoping everybody don't eat all the food. Absolutely, they don't want to get the scrap scraps. You know, there you go. They're hoping that there's some meat on the bone that somebody didn't get to. So they're they're looking outside, but they may not be as far away now that Antonio Pierce has got them pretty much right compared to when Josh McDaniels was in charge of this team. Dennis in Delaware, thanks for hitting us up on Freddie and Harry and Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-729-3776 on ESPN Radio. It's Who Are You This Weekend in the NFL. Dennis, what you got? Guys, thanks for taking my call. And, Harry, I'm, I'm, I'm rocking the candle today, a nice apple cinnamon. Mm. Um, mm. Here's my thing. I'm a longtime Dolphin fan. What I need to see is this Vic Fangio, the highest-paid defensive coordinator in all of NFL, Turn this Dolphin defense into a championship defense in the next month. 
We talked about it yesterday. The Dolphins should be on a five-game winning streak when they get to the Cowboys on Christmas Eve. But I want to see this Dolphin defense that has all pro players dominate the Jets on Friday. Dominate Will Levis, okay? Dominate the Commanders. Last week against the Raiders, uh, O'Connell had way too much time to throw. And it's time for this Dolphin defense to step up. And that's what I'm looking for Friday, and that's what I'm looking for this entire month, whether the investment in Vic Fangio was worth it. Yeah, I'll say to start off, the number one thing that was up with this defense is that they had to get guys healthy. Mm-hmm. They had to get guys all back together playing. And I think right. as far as their defensive line at one point, they were top five in sacks. They only have 31 right now. I believe that's might be top 10 or top 12 in the National Football League. But in a Vic Vangio defense, you know, it takes time. And then when you're missing guys, it's right. going to take more time when they finally do come back. But hopefully they can get it together and play, play as one. We know they have talent on that side of the ball. Maybe not to the level of the offensive side of the ball, but they don't have scrubs or ragamuffins no. on the defensive side. So they can get those guys back and get them ready sooner than later. That could be something. In the NFL this weekend and going forward, we'll tell you teams who have a chance or no chance of making the playoffs based on their schedules. That's next on Freddie and Harry. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.